buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, a little bit different today. Yeah. Um, I, uh, here's my little throwback for uh-oh. all of the Gen X listeners out there. Oh. Today, on a very special episode of TGI. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're going to be talking about what to do when a powerful Christian couple <laughs> coerces you into sex. Um, right. Yeah. So we got, we're, we're, it's a, like we said, it's a little different, um, yeah. a little bit truncated of a show. We're going to have two big topics that we're going to be talking about today instead of like all the littles and a, one big. Yeah. Um, and so uh, stick around for the second half of the show. We're going to be talking about God forbid. That's the new Hulu documentary. Um, all about the uh, Jerry Falwell, uh, um, the J yeah. Fall Jew, J- and the <laughs> and the pool Jerry boy. Fall Jr. I thought for some reason that I was messing up the name, but no, no Jerry Fall Jr. And uh, yeah, you're right, the pool boy. Oh, and man. it is. Whew, it How is did a... they get young Ben Affleck to play the pool boy? <laughs> I don't. I. I didn't even know that you could have a young Ben Affleck. He's he's old now. Anyway, he doesn't look that much like Ben Affleck, does he? I thought he looked a lot like Ben Affleck oh. myself, but there he's you go. Sort of a Ben Affleck type. He has, he has an, an aura of Affleck uh, Affleckism <laughs> about him. Well, all right, yeah, we'll be getting to that. But, but first, before Dan, we do that, Frank. Yes, Dan. Here's what I was doing. I was I was on the uh, the Deseret News Facebook. Uh, or, or rather, I follow the Deseret News on Facebook. The Deseret Ugh, News gross. is the uh, Mormon Church-owned newspaper mm-hmm. here in Salt Lake City. Yes. Uh, and it is silly because, <laughs> you know, it when you have a newspaper owned by a church, eh, you're going to have a slant. You're yeah. just going to. Yeah. Uh, and boy, do they. And boy, do they ever. Yeah. So it's funny, you know, most of their, most of the things that they post, you know, they just post articles that they're doing. Most of the things that they post are things like, uh, you know, you know, they get one of the, one of the things I'm seeing is about a United Nations climate change summit, Mm. which has Mm -hmm. three likes or (laughs) sorry, rather one like and two laughy emojis. (laughs) The single like is me, by the way, just so that you know. Uh, you didn't. You weren't just doubled over in laughter. At the, oh my god! What what a waste of time. Climate change. Don't be stupid. But no no comments on that one. You know the net. Then another one is about when more people get a a single shot with a flu and COVID nineteen booster in oh, one no. vaccine. That only has, you know, that's a pretty hot button issue. Yeah. It has six comments, 13 likes. Okay. Not the most heavily uh, engaged with or interacted right. with face, uh, Facebook page. Apparently. Right. But the article that we're going to be talking about is just is posted on the same day as those ones. Mm. It got 288 comments. Oh, okay. 39 shares, 190 uh likes and or uh you know react faces okay yeah yeah so this is, a, this is a good topic this is a topic the mormons they are, care about are, it they care about it okay all right and and why wouldn't they this is about their persecution complex or rather <laughs> it is an article 
the headline of which is survey Latter-day Saints are everywhere in media, but Americans still know little about them. Yeah. So uh, while this, uh, while I'm sure many a Mormon has read this article and thought about, you know, this is going to feed my persecution complex. <laughs> unfortunately, the main takeaway is just, look, nobody's thinking about you, dude. Yeah. It's even worse than you think, guys. Yeah. <laughs> They literally know nothing. It's not that they hate you. They don't even realize you're there. <laughs> they don't even care to know anything more about you. It's kind they've of heard, delightful. They've heard your name. They're vaguely aware of like, there was a musical, right? About these people. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But like, the South Park guys talk about them a lot or something. <laughs> But literally, like the first graphic that that the Deseret News puts up <laughs> is from from this, uh, this is a poll that went out um, by a group called uh, what's it called? B. H. Roberts Foundation, mm, right? Uh, which is which is a Mormon, yeah, group. Yeah, this, apparently they they're a, all about like supporting education and research related to the Mormons. Right, that's what they do. Yeah. And they did a study that was of 1157 respondents. Uh-huh. Uh and it looks like they did their their job pretty well uh in terms of the you know the study being well handled and well mm. executed. Mm -hmm. But so this first graphic that the Deseret News posts <laughs> says how do Americans feel about Latter-day Saints? <laughs> and mm. So they were asked, how much do you like I, and then they asked the question, they asked two questions. How much do you like the church itself mm -hmm. and how much do you like the members? Right. And what you see is columns of, uh, you know, col it's a column uh, graph and it starts on one side with very much dislike and it goes all the way to very much like. Uh-huh. And then there's the twin towers in the middle of neither like nor dislike, which is amazing because <laughs> everything else is basically below 10%, yeah. but about 50% of respondents said, yeah. I, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't care. As many people as disliked or liked the Mormons don't even care. Yeah. More. <laughs> More yeah. don't give a fuck. <clears throat> Interestingly, uh, of the uh, of the other categories, very much like dislike, somewhat dislike. Uh, when you're talking about the church, the highest, the second highest category after neither like nor dislike is very much dislike. Right. And when you're talking about the people, uh, the highest category is like. <laughs> it's not very much yeah. like. Just it's just. I like them. sure. Yeah. I like Mormons. They're yeah. fine. Yeah, the people. Yeah, not the not the church, but the people are fine. Yeah. So, I thought it was amazing. The guy said this thing about how when the more people know us, the more they like us. Are you <laughs> are you getting to that at some no, point? No, no, go with it. No, I I thought it was so funny because I was like, the more people like you, or the more people know you, the more that they like you. And, and I was just like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that has not been my experience. I think I know you guys very, very, very well. And I know a lot of people who know you very, very, very well and dislike you terribly. Right. So anyway. I think it's true 
I think it's actually there's uh, like if you were to draw the graph that I have in my head, and I think this is accurate, but mm -hmm. it's it it is not backed up with any data per se. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's like if you the more you know the Mormons <laughs> to a point, the more you like them. Mm -hmm. And then you know too much, mm -hmm. and then it just drops all the way to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Like, then you don't like them at all, because <laughs> you know them too well. You really know them. Yeah. You know what's actually going on there. And then it's just like, fuck no. Yeah. They, I, they're in is, a really I, good spot right now. Like, I don't <laughs> think they should try to push their brand out there too much more. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely don't encourage your members to go out. And, and and talk to anybody. I think general dis disinterest and <laughs> and uh, is probably the best that they could ever. That's your best case get. scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. That is as good as it gets for you. Leave it there. Um, I there were some interesting takeaways on this. Oh course, yeah, okay. Uh, or on the on this uh, survey, the the part of it was that they did a a little quiz. Uh, that was just about facts about Mormons. Mm. Um, it was it consisted of five questions, which were uh, true or false questions. Oh, okay. So it was true or false. Can uh, Members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can live with more than one wife. Oh. <laughs> now, I know that the answer to that, that they're looking for, is false. But I have to say... There is that exception for those who's had a, who have had a wife and it and she's passed away, yeah. because in their theology, they think that they will then go and have, you know, if they then mar remarry, mm -hmm. they think they get to keep both in the afterlife. Yeah. So eh, that one's a questionable one for me. <laughs> then then they asked if members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints can eat chocolate yeah. true or false they can't eat chocolate <laughs> and then they said uh can't drink alcohol or can't have blood transfusions mm, okay that's interesting yeah that one's interesting because it, they're you know it's easy to get confused with the uh who is it the jehovah's witnesses jehovah's witnesses yeah. that don't that don't do the drug uh, blood transfusions mm. and uh true or false they believe christ is the son of god yeah these didn't go so well for them, did they? No, no, no. Most people just didn't know fuck all about the Mormons. So people were asked to answer true, false, or I don't know. Uh-huh. Basically, so a correct true or false uh, response was counted for a point, and an incorrect true or false uh, subtracted a point. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they did a really interesting thing where they... Asked so they sort of there's a graph that's about how well people did versus how well they thought they would do, like how knowledgeable they thought they were about Mormons. Oh, okay. Uh, which is interesting. People who believed that they were not at all knowledgeable about Mormons were correct. <laughs> they got but they didn't get things wrong. They just probably they just got a zero, a null score. Okay. You know what I mean? They would right. probably just say, I don't know to all of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People who said that they were very knowledgeable about Mormonism either did very well or very badly, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. 
the like the the uh, the Dunning Krugerness of this graph, it basically is this wobbledy smile. It goes up on both ends. Either you, when you think you know a lot, you either do or you definitely don't. <laughs> That's which kinda, is yeah, which is hilarious to me. Uh, All of the people who are like, yeah, I got these guys on lock. I know exactly what, and they can't eat chocolate. <laughs> Mormons can eat chocolate. That's yeah. Uh, the thing I'm looking at says 15% of uh, respondents, though, believed that Mormons couldn't eat chocolate. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. They also asked people like where they, what their most used sources of information about Mormons are. Oh. And, uh, and apparently a few of our listeners were there because 2% said podcasts. Okay. All right. Uh, and then strangely, it was like, the biggest wedge of that of that pie chart is friends and family, mm. <clears throat> and then it's TVs, TV shows and movies, and then Facebook, mm. and then uh, and then books. Yeah, right. You've never read a book about Mormons. Shut up. Anyway, very interesting. Some of them said LDS missionaries, which is hilarious because you learn exactly nothing about the Mormon church from missionaries. Because they know nothing about the LDS church. Well, and also the things that they're meant to tell, <laughs> that they're told specifically mm -hmm. to tell you when they're out there teaching about the church is not the church. Like people yeah. get shocked when, they, when they're baptized and suddenly find out that they can't drink alcohol sometimes. Like it's... Yeah. Well, I knew they are not, what they're taught is about the Book of Mormon, yeah. which, frankly, doesn't relate to Mormonism at all. Yeah. It's no, just a weird pretend scripture. Yeah. I knew a guy uh, who had been a member like two or three years, and he had no idea what garments were. <laughs> He'd never heard of Like, he was like, what? <laughs> Wait. Like, huh? Like, I... It was on my mission, right? And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, he was like, it came up somehow, and he was like, "What are you? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what underwear yeah. that protects you from what? Like he was just completely and just look in his face of like, who are these people? <laughs> right? Yeah, and, like, then he, and he, what did I join? And he, what? he was super active. He was at church every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like the disconnect between what the missionaries who are, you know, the, the marketing wing is mm -hmm. trying to lure you in with mm -hmm. the bait and switch there is astounding. Yeah. People go into it, not knowing at all what they're really get what they're really signing into onto. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what the most important, the most interesting thing about this survey that obviously didn't, nobody, nobody was paying any attention to it because it wasn't specifically about Mormons was that they asked all of the survey respondents about their own beliefs. Oh. And that, I think, is delightful. Really? Here's, because okay. here's a, what they said. They said, which statement comes closest to expressing what you believe about God? And uh, the numbers are great, because they did this in 2021, mm. and then they did it again in 2022. So I don't believe in God went from 7% to 10%. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know whether there is a God, and I don't believe there is any way to find out, went from 9% to 12%. Holy cow. 
So atheists and ag- agnostics uh-huh. are now at 22% according to this. Right. I don't believe in a personal God, but I do believe in a higher power of some kind. So then mm. that's that's the completion of the nuns category there. Yeah. That went that ticked up a point from 13 to 14%. Jesus. Yeah. So now we're at 36 percent of people who don't have a specific belief in a specific God. That's pretty impressive. This is meant to be representative of of the U.S. Yeah. (laughs) And then from there, it's like the next one is I find myself believing in God some of the time, but not at others. That's another nine percent. Shut up. Which means that's that, like, an interesting question, though, because I've never really, I don't know, I don't have a frame of reference. I don't, yeah. I don't like. It's surprising to me that that basically ten percent of the population is is potentially going. Yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Right. That's a pretty casual relationship they have, <laughs> right? With uh, God belief. Yeah, yeah, and that, and the, you know, in other surveys. Those people count as believers. Yeah. Thank you, Mormons, for uh, figuring that one out. That's a that's a tricky. That's a funny one. Yeah. Huh. I want to know more about that group. They're gettable. We need some <laughs> billboards targeted to that group. Listen, we're getting them. They're coming. <laughs> we don't have to. What we need to do is nothing uh, except point out what the religions are doing. Yeah. We don't want to lure them over here. We just want to push them away from there. <laughs> that's that's all we got to do. The next two, there are only two more categories. One of them is, while I have doubts, I feel that I do believe in God, which is another 13%. Okay. Down from 16%. And I know God really exists, and I have no doubts about it, is 42% down from 50%. That is amazing. So, like... That's amazing. Yeah. The demographics, I don't... You know, when I see Pew looking at the demographics, I always criticize how they're asking their questions. Uh-huh. Because uh, half the time they're saying, you know, do you identify as a Catholic? Or, you know, do you... Yeah. Uh, what, what religion are you? Right, that, Which but that's identity. Which doesn't answer the question. Yeah, yeah. That just answers like sort of like a good percentage of those respondents are just like, well, I was raised Catholic. Exactly. And if, if you dug down, they wouldn't actually believe in it. They just, you know, when you ask what religion they are, they say Catholic sort of reflexively. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's fascinating. I, I, that was, that one was like sort of the big bombshell for me of this whole thing was just like 22% don't have a God belief at all. Yeah. Another 9%. That's like, yeah, sometimes. Well, and 14, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And 14% (laughs) that are like, I kind of believe in a higher power, but I don't believe in a personal God. So 36% don't believe in, have no personal God belief. Yeah. In these United States of America. That's huge. Boy, who would have thought just a few years ago? I know. When we, when we started this podcast, Dan, who would have thought? 
I know. I remember we were just like, oh, this is going to be a long slog. And in some ways it has been. But um, but clearly we've had a huge impact. <laughs> yeah, you clearly, and I. Clearly. <laughs> oh, Dan, pat yourself on the back. Cause, right? Because I right? am. We're doing it, kids. We're out here <laughs> doing the good, doing the large work. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, oh, was, there, was there anything else that was good in here? I love that I, they refer to it as like as this because the Mormons are sort of having the second moment, right? The first one was when Mitt Romney was running for president. Right. And people kind of were like, what do Mormons believe? What, <laughs> what, what? And now they're calling this sort of the second Mormon mo- moment because there's all of these, you know, because Netflix is all Mormons and, all the time yeah, now or whatever. Yeah. Keep sweet and carry on or whatever it's called. Right. You know? But none of it's like, none of it will give you any sense of what the Mormon church is. Right. Uh, like keep sweets about the FLDS. I know. And I, they reference it in this article of like, like, yeah, people saw that and it doesn't matter. They still thought that it was about the Mormons. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Even 100%. though the film was really clear, but it's, but if you go into it and you think Mormons are polygamists and yeah. you've seen those people on TV, right. Yeah. And you, and you, it's like, Oh yeah, those are Mormons. That's hard to like, to parse out um, yeah. yeah and yeah. and yeah the other ones are are about murder among the mormons is about a you know a, a mormon forger that you're not going to learn much about them about other than the fact that mormons were kind of ding-dongs and were just buying up forgeries left and right right yeah uh <laughs> yeah i mean you, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna walk away from all of these things really informed about about Mormons. I think probably our listeners are more informed about Mormons than anybody. Yeah. Cause we talk about it so much. Yeah. As far as like people who might listen to a show, that's not specifically about the Mormons. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> there was one more, there, there was one other thing that I oh. wanted to, to talk about, which I think is just funny. It just, it's just a graph. It says have. So the question was, have any of your Latter-day Saint friends or relatives spoken to you about their beliefs? Oh. If so, how was the experience? Oh. Now, 48% said, I don't have any Mormon friends or relatives. Right. Uh, which, that even seems low to me. I'm surprised more than 50% have Mormon friends or relatives. But there you go. Uh the largest wedge other than that is I have never spoken to my LDS friends or relatives about their beliefs. Mm. Then the next largest is uh, I, I have, and it was neither a pleasant nor unpleasant experience. <laughs> but then the next largest is I have, and it was a very unpleasant experience. <laughs> what percentage was that? Seven percent. Seven percent. But of the people, you know, of the people who have talked to their uh, LDS friends or relatives about their beliefs, uh, the definitely the people on the negative side of that outweigh the people on the positive side. Well, yeah, because it's some awkward person with a book of Mor- Mormon and sweaty palms, and they're just like, Ooh, "I want I you to have this you. book. It means so much to me." Right. Oh, poor people poor Mormons. a very unpleasant experience about, <laughs> because what's bound to happen is that they start off good natured and whatever, 
And then someone's like, so what do you guys believe about gays? Mm. And then it goes dramatically downhill. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be a pleasant experience if you're talking about like, oh, really? You don't drink alcohol? That's weird. And then you get to sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have that conversation. Yeah. You don't eat but. chocolate? That's really weird. <laughs> they eat chocolate. <laughs> they obsessively <laughs> eat chocolate, everybody. Uh yeah, that's, that's how they get their caffeine because they can't have coffee. It's one of yeah. Yeah, Diet Coke is Diet Coke is probably the, main, the preferred. Yeah. That and Mountain Dew. I feel like a good percentage of Mormons like literally have IV bags full of Diet Coke. Oh <laughs> uh, no, kidding! Anyway, All right, there you go. That is uh, that the Mormons the, the they feel persecuted, but the the, the I guess the takeaway is. No, guys, we're nobody even knows who the fuck you are. They weren't even aware you were there. <laughs> like, I want that just like on a t-shirt to wear around town. <laughs> Nobody's persecuting you because nobody knows who you are. Right. Nobody cares. They've barely heard of you. <laughs> they think you're all polygamous. <laughs> they don't like the polygamous. They don't even know you exist. Right. <laughs> oh god all right well there you go uh should we just move on to the next Let, topic let's move on yeah okay that was so wow what a what a segue dan what a segue we look it's a very special episode yeah. where it's a little things are a little bumpy here we don't know how to do this <laughs> if we break our normal pattern we have <laughs> right. no idea what to do next we have no idea what we're doing <laughs> The very special episode. Do people know that the very very special episode thing? I know what it is. It was just every every show in the eighties that was a sitcom, that was a comedy. If they tried to do a serious topic for one episode, it was yeah. it was always presented to it was it was advertised as this week on a very special episode of Blossom. <laughs> and then it was like you knew oh this is this is going to talk about drugs. Yeah, J- Joey Joey tries marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> on a very special episode of saved by the bell <laughs> anyway well, it, was, uh, it was usually the 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 really the very the good ones were the ones that like saved by the bell that might be more targeted toward kids yeah because then, ta- then they knew and, yeah. then they, it couldn't actually be about marijuana that was a little too hardcore for them <laughs> it couldn't be about they certainly couldn't be about like heroin or whatever so then they have the girl be addicted to diet pills, caffeine oh, pills. Yeah, that was probably um, facts of life. In fact, no, that was Saved by the Bell. I'm giving oh, the Saved it? by the Bell one. Oh, okay. Because she literally, like, it's a classic moment. Look it up if you haven't seen it. She literally starts singing at, and uh, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Because I'm pretty sure facts of life had uh, Joe. Oh. Uh, I think she was... She'd gotten into some uppers or something. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, we're all very worried about Joe. Oh. Can't that girl oh. get a boyfriend? Why can't that girl get a boyfriend? Because <laughs> she wants a girlfriend. <laughs> they never said that. Anyway, <laughs> on Hulu, yes. if you have Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, there, a new a new uh, documentary has come out called God Forbid. mm uh, this is this is produced by Adam McKay, who was uh, famous for The Big Short and uh, and a bunch of other things. 
I like I like the trend of comedy documentaries. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think we need to go in that direction. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Anyway, this is about uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. We've talked about this like so many aspects of this story on the show as news items. Mm-hmm. You know, when 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 it came out that Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, watched as his wife fucked the pool boy. And when it came out that Jerry Falwell Jr., you know, had his picture taken with his pants unzipped and a drink in his hand with his arm around a pregnant girl. And it's just like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, obviously son of Jerry Falwell Sr. um, And sort of heir to his throne. Yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he was the the president at Liberty university, which is the whole moral majority thing. Right. Yeah. And that was the most interesting part of this. Walk us through this, the sort of the, the Jerry Falwell senior legacy. Cause that was, that was part of the really fascinating thing that they, that they really explored on this. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, um, I, you know, I always knew that Jerry Falwell was like this, really pivotal character in this thing, you know, the whole moral majority thing. And then it was with the rise of evangelicalism in, in sort of Republican politics, I was aware of him as a character. I never knew or realized that he was essentially a kingmaker type. Right. And that he, um, was such a pivotal figure in, uh, helping Reagan. Yeah. Get, elected because he threw the support of the evangelicals behind behind him. They he basically gave them permission to to vote for, you know, this Hollywood actor instead of one of their own Jimmy Carter who was right. evangelical. He was a born right. again Baptist. A Baptist? Like guy. He, <laughs> Like he, he should have been by rights. He should have been their candidate. Absolutely. But you know, he was a progressive evangelical and that's not what Jerry Falwell wanted and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And just kind of a little bit of the history of like how Falwell had like basically searched for a wedge issue that he could get all the evangelicals really excited and, um, at the polls with right because right. what they had been using the wedge issue that was the easy one the go to for a while mm-hmm. was hating black people yeah <laughs> for want of a better term yeah it, like that was literally like their stance was no we need to keep hating them yeah and there and then the civil rights movement came along and was like please don't hate us anymore yeah and, I, you know. I feel like the uh, their racism was probably heartfelt. I don't know how much that was uh, him <laughs> looking well, for I'm is- a wedge issue, but he realized when they no longer like when that just became completely untenable as a, p- a position in this country, right? Right. That he needed an issue, right? And so he he tries all these these different issues, but landed yeah. on, on abortion being the big one. Yeah. They he were, kept throwing darts at the wall and just yeah. seeing what stuck and gay, the gay rights thing hadn't really percolated yet. And 
but he, they they talked about it and they oh, they were all and, up in arms about the, e, the the equal rights amendment yeah you know. feminists blah 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 but there was too many you know when when half of your your people are lady people yeah yeah abortion though they they found it and that became like their big issue yeah um and so like that was really that was interesting and they they did a really good job of running down how how that had all worked and and the history of it and yeah and they found it they found it and the moral majority uh, you mentioned it a couple times it, this is just like a political organization mm, right that they founded back in like in 79 uh-huh and uh and you know it was Falwell and Pat Robertson and right. and some other people and it was just uh it, it, and it became this behemoth this political behemoth mm-hmm. and they basically said if you're going to be a good christian you have to vote this way which they had never been able to effectively rally everyone like everyone to that yeah the south had been democratic democrats for a while and mm-hmm. they they just flipped it if they, they 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 managed to uh to to make the christians feel bad if they weren't voting democrat republican yeah the other way yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun it's, and and you're right that's basically how ding dong ronald reagan yeah who who buried our country yeah uh that that's how he got elected yeah and then the film jumps into the story well it's a it's a it takes a little bit of a circuitous route but it talks about trump Right? Yeah. And how Jerry Falwell Jr. Posi- positions himself as a kingmaker like his father had with with Reagan. And there's some details in, involved in this whole thing, including uh, quite a strong possibility that Michael Cohen, Trump's fixer attorney who kept all the secrets, right? And right. Blackmail people that he may have leaned in pretty hard on on Jerry Falwell Jr., because he had all the dirt. Yeah. Because here's the thing. It was coming out. There was a lawsuit where that wasn't actually a lawsuit. There was a shakedown yeah. of the Falwells by somebody who was friends with Giancarlo, whatever his name is. The uh, pool boy. The pool boy. Uh-huh. And they were doing a shakedown of the Falwells because yeah. they had the goods and literally... They, they, you know, Falwells were friends with Donald, with the Donald. Mm-hmm. They clearly called him because they sent in Michael Cohen yeah. to fix the situation. Well, guess what? In that process, Cohen got all, got the pictures, yeah. got the, got all the goods yeah. on the Falwells. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I mean, when it comes time to, to endorse a candidate, I guess you endorse the guy who's got the goods on you. Who has the pictures of your wife being fucked by a 20-year-old pool boy. That you took. That you took. <laughs> so there so yeah, I mean that was a big revelation for me to yeah. see that oh shit, like they didn't actually the movie actually doesn't claim that it was done under duress that that Falwell supported Trump under duress. And he didn't have to. Like they were friends. Like we said, yeah. they knew each other. They they were friends. It may it may be that that like there was no duress needed, 
But they had it. They had it. Well, they set it. The, the film sets up everything that it needs to set up for you to draw your own conclusion, I guess. I think the, the initial endorsement makes sense. is just like, oh, he's my friend and we're politically aligned. Right. You're right. The, the thing that I had also forgotten about was how much Jerry Falwell Jr. defended Trump all through the campaign as these as these scandalous details were were coming out left right and center including the 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 pussy grab him uh right. clip from what was that In, inside hollywood access, access hollywood, hollywood, hollywood whatever, whatever that yeah. that show is right like when that tape came out and that was incendiary and would have destroyed anyone's chances ever of getting the evangelical vote oh 100% except now Jerry Falwell comes along and says, uh, and defends Trump. Does a media blitz. Yeah. Goes all, all, everywhere he can. Yeah. Defending the man who just said, I can grab him by the pussy if I want yeah. to. And, 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 and like, and that was not the only time, right, during the campaign that, right. that Falwell came to Trump's defense. And those are the moments where I'm like, well, he should be he should be quietly sitting in the corner and just like not saying anything about right. his friend yeah. at this point. That's the reasonable thing for the president of Liberty University, the largest Christian university in the country. Right. Yeah. Like that's what that guy he should be doing up. right at this point. And because it was already kind of risky going, you know, putting your support behind Trump in yeah. that position. And that that's the one where I'm like, eh, that had to be Cohen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the that's the the dirty picks. Um yeah. It, I enjoyed the documentary. I thought it was really well put together, Dan. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. We're not we may be doing uh quasi spoilers, but it's it the ride is quite fun. Yeah. Well, and, I mean spoilers on something like this, it's it's more just to see the whole thing put together, the, the whole story strung together and, and to right. really understand how this, this pool boy, John, his name is John Carlo Granda, um, right. how, and he wasn't a pool boy. He was a pool attendant, right. right? Pool boy sounds like he was cleaned their pool, right? That's not, I kind of always thought that's what it was. Yeah. And, and that and, is a misnomer. He, yeah. yeah, he worked, he was 20. Mm-hmm. He was a child. Yeah. He was a kid. And he worked at a at a club. Yeah, that well, had a pool. Yeah, like this was this was a party club. Yeah, this was like 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 you know people go there for uh, for spring break type place. Hmm. Yeah, and he would he would refurbish he would he would replenish the towels. Yeah, and interact with the guests, and it was sort of understood that you know people flirted with the pool attendants, and the right. pool attendants would flirt back and. And so, but nonetheless, it's, it's a good juicy story. Yeah. Um, lots of details. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. It, yeah. It's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting watch, but, but yeah, the, it, what's fascinating is that when I heard that it was, that it's centered on this kid uh-huh. that got swept up in all of this and he really was swept up yeah. he just he was steamrolled yeah through all of this he was a cute by the time kid. he knew what she he was had into, the hots for him yeah but yeah by the time he knew what he was into he was they had claws yeah. in this kid 
they were very good at, at what they were doing. Yeah. It was clearly, and it was clearly practiced. Like this was not their first time seducing yeah. a young that man. Seems, that seems very clear too. Yeah. He's just the only one telling the story at this yeah. point. Yep. Uh, but, but yeah, it is, uh, it is an, in, it's a fascinating tale of yes, hypocrisy and yes, like, you know, Falwell the whole time is on a campus. He's president of a university that doesn't allow drinking Yeah, and he's clearly an alcoholic. Right. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's every kind of hypocrisy and, and it's on full display mm -hmm. and people don't see it. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't shock any of our listeners to know that a major uh, figure in a religion, in a Christian religion, is a hypocrite. We know, we see it all the time. Right. But when you're in the religion, maybe you see it in the other religions, and you may even see it in your religion, but it's like, oh, that's a one-off. Yes, Father Tom was probably a problem, but, you know, <laughs> the rest of them are really good men and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It yeah. is, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, but also how the old, how the old boys network works and how the, how the, this relates to politics and all mm -hmm. of this stuff. It's why our country is so freaking broken yeah. and why this topic is so perpetually interesting to me because, you know, you do, you, I hear all the time, I see all the time, you leave the church, but you can't leave the church alone. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's correct because I left the church and now I see the perpetual damage that it's doing mm -hmm. all over the country. And so, no, I'm not going to leave it alone. I'm going to actively fight against it as hard as I can. Yeah. And this is why. Oh, the Falwells. The Falwells. Making kings. <laughs> Out there making kings. And then hopefully yeah. everybody goes to jail. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Do we want to leave it there? Is that the... Is that, I, sure. is that our review? Is that our big, big That's chat? That's it. You okay. guys, uh, this is... Uh, the, as, you know, we don't we don't do shows like this very often, but uh, but when we do, boy, howdy, do we do it? Anyway, if you uh, would like to talk to us uh, about this or any of the things that we've talked about, please feel free to write into us. the The address is podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com, or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. I mean, it's not like you're going to go to Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, uh, you can do so. Go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.